Greetings, welcome to the Patreon-only Cantus Firmus podcast. Uh, special thanks to Kelly Smith and Peter Mangle for their support at the Phoebe tier. This is the eighth Patreon-only podcast I've done, and to give some of the free podcast subscribers a taste of what I do on Patreon, I've decided to let them hear this one as well. If you enjoy this episode and want to hear more, as well as get behind-the-scenes updates of new book projects and free access to digital copies of my books and even paperback copies at the higher tier, uh, you can visit patreon.com slash cantusfirmus, without the dash, that is in the website address, or click the link to Patreon on cantusfirmus.com, that's with the dash, so <laughs> cantus-firmus.com, or patreon.com slash cantusfirmus, without the dash. My uh, main discussion for this podcast is a prominent feature of Jesus' uh, famous prodigal son parable that Americans tend to miss, and also a reflection upon the film Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Now let's get started. The Prodigal Son There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the food that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, You are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Luke 15.11.32 Mark Allen Powell, in his book, What Do They Hear? Bridging the Gap Between Pulpit and Pew, 
tells of an experiment he conducted with seminary students in three different countries reading this parable. Nearly all of the American students tasked with retelling the story left out an important detail. Perhaps you missed it yourself. Verse 14. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. Yes, he blew his fortune, but he could have still done well for himself if his surroundings were conducive to it. But they weren't. It was at this point that he found himself desiring to eat what the pigs were eating. That's why when Powell told the story to Russian students, 84% mentioned the famine. The Russian students told Powell that the real problem with the prodigal son was not that he squandered his money, it's only money after all, but that he left his father's house. He sold this important relationship for something so small as money. In contrast, Powell reasoned, the American students seemed to think that his sin was wasting money. What's the lesson here? It's that we're unfortunately conditioned to see reality through a lens shaped by our philosophy, culture, politics, etc. When you look at a drug addict, for example, do you see a child of God, a victim of hopelessness and addiction? Or do you see a sinner suffering from the consequences of their own poor choices? Well, unless you see both, you're probably looking at them through an imbalanced filter. And unless you see both in yourself, you're likewise looking at yourself either through the filter of imbalanced self-loathing or hypocritical pride. The hard truth is that when we examine why it is that we find ourselves fortunate or unfortunate, it's partly due to our choices, but also partly due to circumstance. If we're to avoid dehumanizing others and esteeming ourselves higher than we ought to, or vice versa, we need to keep these filters in mind. We have to try to look at the world through the lens of Christ instead of through the lens of culture. All right, now let's turn to Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi uh, came out 2017, which would be last year if you're listening uh, around the time I'm recording this. The director was Ryan Johnson. Uh, he'd also directed the film uh, Looper in 2012, which was fairly successful. And he also made an indie film that was kind of a neo-noir um, in 2005 called Brick that was actually quite good. This particular uh, Star Wars film was fairly controversial. A lot of the uh, uh, folks who liked the older films, and in particular The Force Awakens, which um, I think you know was basically just kind of a repackaged um, A New Hope, <laughs> Um, they didn't like differences in this film, uh, changes that were made particularly to the character of Luke. So in this film, Luke is hiding out. He has placed himself in exile on this planet where he hopes to die. He's cut himself off from the Force. He no longer wants to be a Jedi or to train others to be so. So this is a very different Luke than we see in the original trilogy. And here's why. So... As you watch these films, you'll notice um, an interesting parallel. The way the Force is spoken of mirrors a, a, an Asian uh, philosophy referred to as Taoism. And in particular, the, this image of the yin and yang. And the light and dark sides of the Force are, are like the yin and yang. They'll always end up being in balance because really that's what, that's what Taoism is about. That's what the yin-yang is about, seeking balance. Luke thinks... That if he can stop the Jedi from existing, he'll also stop the Sith from existing, thus preventing the bloodshed and terror that always emerges from the conflict of dark and light and that we see repeatedly through all these films. 
Luke has fallen into an apathetic response. He's unwilling to fight the dark side because he believes doing so will only perpetuate it. This version of Luke was, you know, pretty controversial for longtime Star Wars fans, as I mentioned. It didn't feel like the Luke from the original trilogy. He changed in ways that they weren't happy with. He was this kind of isolated, grumpy curmudgeon who no longer wanted to have anything to do with the Force. But the problem is that Luke is right. If these Taoistic dualities frame up the world, um, you know, good and evil always existing in, in balance with each other, then the existence of the light side of the Force, the, the Yang, if you will, will always provoke a dark side response, or the Yin. It's only if goodness is primary, if it's truly good and worth pursuing for its own sake, that one should seek to prevent evil. On Christianity, for example, good and evil are not equal forces. Good is what God is. Evil seeks to subvert this more primary goodness with a parasitic badness that fails to meet the standard. Evil comes later. It doesn't have to exist. Good does not need evil to be good. But in the world of Star Wars, who can say what's truly good and bad? They're, they're kind of equal. One isn't primary over the other. One isn't pre-existent over the other. They need each other to exist. That's the real primary truth. Balance between good and bad is the good, not good itself. To say otherwise is to deal in absolutes. And according to Obi-Wan, only Sith deal in absolutes. Well, and also Obi-Wan, since that's an absolute statement. But that's a discussion for another time. Thank you for listening. I uh, hope you have enjoyed this discussion. This is on the, the shorter side for some of the Patreon uh, podcasts, but, but I have a tendency to try to uh, avoid being long-winded. <laughs> uh, no reason to say multiple times what I only need to say once. Uh, but if you've enjoyed this, you can support me on Patreon. There are $1, $5, and $50 a month tiers. The $50 is like the big fancy Cadillac option. Uh, it gets you paperback copies of all the books that I've done and that kind of stuff. But um, at $5 a month, you get podcasts. At $1 a month, you get behind-the-scenes looks at uh, new projects that I'm working on, uh, book projects to kind of see how I'm coming along with that. I'm working on a book right now, um, which... Uh, it's tentatively called Fight the Powers, but, but I could change that, which is really just uh, sort of an in-depth biblical study of all of these passages that posit a relationship between demonic power and political power. And then the second part of the book seeks to explore, you know, if we assume that this is true, and if we're Christians we should because the Bible says it, how do we then seek to relate to the whole political system? Um, you know, should we should we think, for example, of America as a Christian country? Those sorts of questions. So, um, if you're interested, like I said, you can visit cantus-firmus.com. That's cantusfirmus.com with a dash, or patreon.com/cantusfirmus without the dash to learn more. Thanks.